It says in Genesis 1.1, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. A summary statement of all of the things that God created. In other words, it says God created everything. He created the universe. And then the rest of the chapter proceeds to tell exactly what he created and how he did it and the day it occurred. And we find in that very first verse this interesting word, created. We use that commonly. We like to say, I made a lovely creation for dessert. (laughs) By that we mean a cake or a pie or a cobbler or something of that sort. And we really didn't create it. What we did is assemble it. We got some flour, and we got some milk, and we got some eggs, and we beat it all together, and we cooked it at 350 degrees for 25 minutes, and we have a cake. We didn't create. We made. There's a difference. Both of these words occur in chapter 1 of Genesis. Create appears first, and it appears two more times in the chapter, Verse number 21, where it says, He created the living creatures. And then in verse number 27, it says, He created man after his own image. The word made occurs more frequently in the chapter, but they have different meanings. The word create literally means out of nothing. You don't find this word create appearing in scripture followed by the phrase out of. He created trees out of. He created the living creatures out of. You don't find that. Creation came from nothing into something. And God did that. He created something out of nothing. This word appears more than in just Genesis chapter 1 in the Bible. And the times that it appears in the Bible, it never associates with pagan gods. Nowhere do you find a pagan god creating anything? You only find this word used with God, specifically the God of Israel, the God who revealed himself to Noah, to Enoch, to Adam and Eve in the garden. That God created. The word made appears in numerous places in Scripture, but specifically as we think of Genesis chapter 1, to explain how God created. When He created, He made. Do you see the distinction? 
When he created, he made the trees. When he created, he made the plants. When he created, he separated the waters above the earth from the waters beneath the earth. So creating and making have different meanings. Scripture gives us numerous additional emphasis on God creating. That he did it out of nothing. For example, some of you have your Bibles, and if you will turn to Amos chapter 4. That's an Old Testament book. Hosea, Joel, Amos. He was a prophet of Israel. Amos chapter 4. And I'll read one of these occasions where it describes God creating. Amos chapter 4, verse number 13, the last verse of the chapter. It says, For behold, he who forms the mountains and creates the wind and declares to man what is his thought, the one who makes the morning darkness and treads on the heights of the earth, the Lord, the God of hosts, is his name. That's the one who does those things. Amos chapter 4, verse number 13. We also find it in the New Testament as well. In the book of Romans, chapter 4, I mentioned a few moments ago that God appeared to numerous people as recorded in Scripture. One of those to whom he appeared was named Abram. Later, his name changed to Abraham. A significant character in the plan of God and the purposes of God. In Romans chapter 4, Paul makes reference to Abraham and the faith of Abraham, which brought about his righteousness, not his works, not his good deeds. Not the fact that he followed after God and had an interest in God, but he believed God. The scripture says that Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. By faith. Salvation has always come by faith. Today, going all the way back to Adam and Eve in the garden. Always by faith. Well, in Romans chapter 4, Paul, the author of Romans, describes this role of Abraham in greater detail than what I just gave you. And as part of his explanation of Abraham and the significance in God's plan that he held, we find in verse number 17... An interesting reference. It says this. It is written. He's talking about the faith of Abraham. It is written. I have made you the father of many nations. That was one of the promises that God gave to Abraham. When he met with him. 
in the presence of the God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead. Now here's the phrase I want you to see. And calls into existence things that do not exist. Creation from nothing. God created. He brought into existence things that we see. Trees, plants, birds, animals, people. And he created them from things that did not exist. We find another reference. This last one. And then we'll move on. Hebrews chapter 11. It's towards the back of the New Testament. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11. We'll start with verse number 1. And we read this. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. Now the rest of Hebrews chapter 11 talks about many of the people from the Old Testament times who exhibited great faith. But before... The writer of Hebrews wants us to understand the definition and meaning of the word faith. And then he begins to give some examples of faith. And the example of faith I want you to see specifically is verse number 3. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. We find the truth stated initially in Genesis chapter 1, repeated throughout Scripture. God created the heavens and the earth something out of nothing. You say, Tom, I think you've hammered on that enough now. I think I get that. Why are you beating that so hard? I'll tell you why I beat it so hard. Because it has become a commonly accepted fallacy that that didn't happen. That didn't happen. God didn't create things. We all know that. Science has proven that God doesn't exist. And furthermore, if he did exist, he didn't create anything. The Big Bang. You've heard that phrase. You've heard the statement about evolution, about how we all evolved from a common cell. These errors have become predominant in our world and have invaded the Christian community to such an extent that many believers no longer believe that God created the heavens and earth. That's why I hit it so hard. The Bible tells us that God created the heavens and the earth something 
out of nothing. And it repeats that truth throughout all of Scripture, lest we forget it. God wants us to honor Him, and to worship Him, and to recognize Him. We read in Psalm 19, and we've looked at this on many occasions, The heavens declare the glory of God. Why did God create what he created? To display his glory. They reveal his glory. And the firmament displays his handiwork. And then we read in Romans chapter 1, Paul, in writing to his friends at Rome, explained to them that every man, woman, and child knows the reality of God and the existence of God. Why? How do they know? Creation. Creation. Every place on the face of the earth, no one will stand before God and say, if you had only told me, I would have believed. And God will say, did you see the hummingbird? Did you see the flowers? Did you eat the fish out of the river? Did you see the stars? You knew me. You rejected me. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament displays His handiwork. And Paul says that the creation displays to us the eternal divinity and power of God so that all men are without excuse. Through creation, we know the existence of God. And just observing his creation, we can tell a great deal about this God. His existence, his prior existence, his omnipotence, his omniscience, and on the list can go. And we will look at some of those additional attributes as we proceed through our study. We know those things about God. And we can tell them from creation. We also know that all of Scripture connects in some fashion to Jesus. You say, well, where do you get that? Tom, you just, those two mints that you took to help relieve your your sore throat have, have made you insane. No. Scripture proves it. We have looked frequently over our past studies at John chapter 1. In the beginning, sound familiar? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was with God. The same was in the beginning with God. Without Him was not anything made that was made. Who's the Word? Who is this person? Read down through the rest of that first chapter and you'll come eventually to verse number 14 and you'll find out who the Word is. It's Jesus. 
Jesus existed with the Father back before creation. And through Christ, God made all that he made. Jesus took part in creation. Oh, Tom, show me a verse. Well, I just quoted you one. Turn to Colossians chapter 1. I'll show you a couple more. The scriptures give us abundant evidence of this truth. I won't obviously take the time this morning to show you all of the verses. I'll just show you this one more section of verses. Colossians chapter 1. This whole first chapter, Paul talks about the wonder and beauty and uniqueness of Christ. I won't read all of the verses, but that's what Paul does in Colossians chapter 1. I'll just pull out a portion of them that apply specifically to Jesus and his relationship to creation. Starting in verse number 9, And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. May you be strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Here's God. He is the image of the invisible God, talking about Jesus, the firstborn of all creation, for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Why doesn't the world explode? Because Christ is holding it together. He made it. He made it for himself, for his own pleasure, and he holds it together to fulfill all of his plan and purpose that he has for those things which he made. That's how it connects to Jesus. Now we also know from John 3.16, which you probably all can quote to me, that the Father sent him his son, who created all things, who holds all things together. He said that one. Because God loved his creation, he sent his only son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. A new kind of life. Not the frail, feeble kind of life that we all have here on this earth because of our sinful natures. Oh, no, no. A totally different kind of life. And he gives that life to all who believe 
upon that son whom he sent. Have you trusted him? You know about Jesus. We celebrate Easter. We celebrate Christmas. When we talk about Jesus, it's not uncommon to hear people talk about Jesus. But do you know him? Do you trust him? Do you trust him for the eternal life that he has promised to give to all? Do you trust him? Have you experienced that? Because you can. I pray that the Spirit of God will help you to see that today. And if you have seen it in the past, to take comfort in it. That the scriptures actually do teach that. You haven't believed a fable. You haven't trusted upon something silly and foolish. But something that God has revealed in His Word and has revealed through His Son. Take comfort in that. And if you've never trusted Him, then I pray you'll trust Him today. And begin to experience that new life that He promised to give to all who trust Him. Call upon Him. Ask Him to give you that life that He promised to give to all who call upon Him. And you will find Him faithful to His Word. Jesus said, Everyone who comes unto me, I will in no wise cast out. Well, let's close with prayer. Father, we wonder at your amazing creation, its beauty, its complexity, and realize that you have indeed expressed yourself in a very clear fashion to us. May we worship you and recognize you as the God, the living God, who has made all things for your pleasure. And may we trust you and specifically trust your provision for us, Jesus, your own Son. And may we find your promises true. When you said, Lord Jesus, that you would give eternal life to all who trust you, that we would find that experientially true in our own lives. And those of us who have trusted you in the past, may it encourage us to continue to trust you in spite of the confusing turmoil of our circumstances of life. And we will thank you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, for what you accomplish in our lives by your grace. Amen.